Welcome to Dragon Talk. Yay! Uh, this is what we refer to as the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right. You are Shelly Mazenoble. I am. Oh, that's right. I talked over. You're a vampire. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, you did. I well, now I know. You did. I, are you supposed to say that? I didn't invite you in here. How did you get in here? <laughs> I did. I was standing in the doorway, and, and I, I said, "Like, said, hi, Shelly." Come on. In. And you were like, "You like? Get in here." Oh, I did say that. Dang it. Mm-hmm. I sounded just like that too. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> is, that my, is that my Bruce Springsteen voice? Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a preview. It's a preview of our interview with Morgan Peter Brown. Wait, who are you? I'm Greg Tito. I don't know if we got that. Oh, I'm also a werewolf. Right. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know werewolves and vampires don't get along. They sure do. They drink all the time together. They mm-hmm. hang out. They shoot silver bullets at each I mean, other. Who else am I going to hang out with at night, I guess, when everyone else is sleeping? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh, if I know anything about True Blood, it's that they like each other a lot. Well, I was thinking about that other vampire thing. Oh yeah, the masquerade. No, the, uh, the um, underworld. No, what? The really, the terrible books that were made into terrible movies. Oh, the Twilights. Yes. Yeah. Didn't they not like each other? I I don't remember. I never saw those. I didn't. I did. I saw one. I did. Yeah. Is that why you want to be a vampire? No. Well, that was emphatic. I don't want to be a vampire. I want to be like like a like a vampire. I want like a cape with a big collar. You want to be like a. I want to be a very a centaur. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be grossly uncomfortable and awkward. Oh, I'd feel so awkward. You know, there's a, there's a, a a meme that goes around on the Twitter every once in a while that is uh, thinking about something and you're trying to go to sleep and you're like, wait a second, centaurs have two rib cages, and wow, that's a lot of rib cages. That's what you got two like sets of organs. There's like a what's the anatomy of how a centaur would actually work? No, do you eat it? Who's, is that true? Is well, that think about it. There's true. a rib cage of the dude or the person. Why wouldn't you just have one though? I feel like you just have like the dude rib cage. But then there's the rib cage of the horse part of the of the centaur. This is very important. Think about it. There's like oh yeah, like, like so when the, do, do they eat the, from the mouth the and then it goes hor- through like th- three different yeah, stomachs because the horse's ribs and and organs are in the underbelly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you start thinking about that, you, there's know. a Maybe lot of... They got an like, autopsy at Centaur so we can... Right. That actually brings up something. <laughs> you do, wait, hold on. You want to do a Centaur autopsy right now? Let's right now, live. Live on Dragon. Throw the 1,200-pound Centaur right here on the table. <laughs> I would... Yeah, I guess I'm curious now. You gotta know. You know who else is interested in that? Who? Kate Welch. Is she? I think she wants to get in on this. In autopsies? More so, on the Centaur type okay. of things. Oh, just centaurs in general. Just centaurs in general. So and their anatomy. Did you did Bart show you that list from Deadspin of the they ranked the yeah. top whatever mythical creatures? Right. Did you look at the list? I said this, and they're like, "That was number forty-five." I'm right. Like, what? I feel like it's wrong too. I pulled it up. Okay. Pelham, did you see this list? Pelham, what do you think? What would be your top three? Ryan, you too. Mythical creatures. Not to dragon. Put you on the spot. Like maybe a dragon. Dragon. Right. A dungeon. Maybe a, a unicorn. An ampersand. <laughs> An ampersand. Unicorn. I, unicorn, unicorn was one of the ones I said. A pegasus. That was like number 17 okay. or something like that. Dragon's number three. I feel like that should be number one. What is number one? Manticore. Manticore? What? I'm not feeling that. But did like Manticore fans like and swarm a, this pole? Number two? Mm-hmm. Hydra. Hydra? No, right? It's not. Okay. Kraken is number five. I mean, I feel like that belongs definitely in the top ten. If you release it, yeah. 
the uh, Pegasus? 14. Uh-huh. And then Unicorn is all the way down at 23. Now, they said mythical creatures, so maybe people are thinking more they're like Greek real? myths or, or like that type or of thing. Or they're like, no way, dude, unicorns are real. Rather than fantastical oh, creatures. Oh, Bigfoot is on here. Bigfoot is on there. That's Bigfoot is 21. 21. Mm-hmm. He can drink. Loch Ness Monster, 29. See, yeah. Centaur, 34. What? Yeah. I don't know, man. That ain't cool. And what a mermaid, 31. Merman. Merfolk. <laughs> anyway, I think it's an interesting list. I just think it's in the wrong order. Dragon Talk listeners, do you agree with any of those a, orders? A Minotaur, 18. Uh, yeah. I feel like that'd be higher. I, I, the Hydra and Manticore being like 1 2 is, is weird in my book. I, Chupacabra? I oh. What's a Chupacabra? Number 10. Number 10. That's my favorite restaurant in West Seattle. Oh, it's good. Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah. Love the Chup. Yeah. It yep. is good, cheap Mexican food on the beach. And giant. Can't go wrong. No. Speaking of beach, I want to be a beach gnome. After uh, having our yeah. conversation with uh, bring Morgan Peter to, Brown. To Morgan. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the, the cast members of uh, Dungeon Run. Yeah. Uh, and he was explaining uh, some of those characters. Fun stuff yeah. from really the fun Beach Dome. They're in Bingle right now. Watch the show. Uh, it's on Caffeine. Uh, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Nice. Thank you for that. Pacific time. Pacific. Pacific. Ryan, do you like when we say Pacific. <laughs> it's very specific when you say Pacific that way. <laughs> uh, awesome. Great interview. Really fun. Uh, tons of inter- energy. You're going to listen to it and be blown away by the <laughs> skills of Shelly Mazzanova. Did you hear that? Yeah, I, you just got blown voice, away. Voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> that was like head exploding. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, good stuff. Also... Good stuff is uh, Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus coming September 17th. Yep. There's two covers, an alt cover you can only get through game stores by Hydro 74. It is very tasty and delicious. I can I can tell, tell you that because I've eaten it and it's good. You need more fiber in I your diet. I need more fiber. Uh, the other cover you can find everywhere. It's by Tyler Jacobson. Basically, you know, art uh, D&D 5th edition cover rock star. He's done yeah. so many of them. You can't go wrong with either cover. No, they're, they're really fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, you should probably just get uh, all three of them. Yes. And the third one is you mashing them together. I was going to say the third. Wait, yeah. there's a third one yeah. now? Yeah, you do some crafts. Put them together into one tome. Yeah. The third cover. Okay. I'm making things up. It'll be fun, though. Baldur's Gate. Uh, battle for Baldur's Gate. Battle for Baldur's Gate. Battle for Baldur's Gate. Dungeon Eat. Mayhem. Expansion. Coming with two out. new characters. Minsk and Boo. And that is coming out also September 17th. And Jahara. I for like the her. other character. She is a shape-shifting druid. She is, and she's super cute. I like her a lot. Wonderful art. And her uh, wolf form, bear form, bird. Is there any bird forms? She's wolf and bear. All right, well. And Andrew would. Double, ex- uh, double expansion is going to have some, yeah. some flying Do things it. in there. Make well, it you should have put that feedback in your playtest form. Oh, wait. You uh, didn't playtest. I was too busy working on D&D Live slash uh, I don't want to ever work with you ever again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> slash. Slash. I really don't care about anything you touch. Uh, but what about the dice? The Baldur's Gate oh, Descent to Avernus love dice set. Dice and miscellany. Yep. Because there is so much coming in this little small package. It's $25, uh, but you get these awesome, cool, like, blood-marbled colored dice. Look like they're from hell. Yeah. Um, all, the, all the sets you would need in there, two D20s, four D6s, all the accoutrements. You can get them in a, the box itself. It's got, like, felt lined, and you can roll your dice Ooh, in that. And it's nice, nice little sound when you roll dice in it. 
Uh, then there's basically two dice trays because it's a box that fits together. Oh. And then all of the sheets in there are amazingly fun. D&D material. What? Yeah. Artwork of demons, devils. Um, in the l- dice? In the dice set. I feel like we just keep up in the dice game. I know, right? This is going to be my favorite one to date. For sure. Right? Uh, there's also a map of Avernus in there in the really interesting stylized uh, style. Stylized style? Can yeah. I say that? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, stylized. That's how people style. talk when they talk about yeah. things. Um, and it is going to be extremely uh, coveted, I believe, by D&D fans out there. Also out on September 17th. Cool beans? Yes. Making that's it happen? A big day. What about some uh, uh, Rick and or Dungeons and Dragons versus, versus Rick and Morty? Rick and Morty. Yeah, yo. November 19th. November 19th. That is a, another box set. RPG box set adventure. Yes. It's so fun. It's not necessarily. Well, how would you say it? Who's aimed at? Who, who will be picking up that box? Well, we know there's a big um, cross section of Rick and Morty and D&D fans. The yeah. com- people, if you loved the comic book, you will love this game. The more that I play it, the more that I look at it, I think. You know what? Anybody's going to really like it. But Anybody. Definitely fans of Rick and Morty because it was made for you. And there are so many in-jokes and so many funny things. And so it's so perfectly themed to Rick and Morty. You will greatly appreciate that. But yet you still very much feel like you're playing D&D. I so if it's just like, hey, I've never really seen the show or I'm familiar with it. I just want something fun, a complete tangent and diversion from our usual campaign. Also great for you. Dig it. I love it. You will mm. laugh so hard you will cry your makeup off. <laughs> As we talked about in last week's episode. It will happen. It will happen. You will be destroyed. Yep. Uh, good stuff. I can't wait for all that stuff. we got even more announcements coming for this year. Maybe you'll hear about it next month. I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it here on the next Dragon Talk. Okay. Fantastic. Really? Yeah, really. But in the meantime, it's time uh, for all of you to listen to the dulcet tones of... One of our D&D designers, as they let us into their world. Oh. Maybe even two of them. With Kate Welch. With Kate Welch <gasps> and Chris Perkins. That'll be fun. Both doing a random character generator with me. No way. Yeah. It's happening. I love it. Let's head some techno. Welcome to another segment of Random Character Generator. Yeah! That's where me, uh, Greg Tito, and Kate Welch. Hello. Me. That's and me. And Chris Perkins. Hi. Wow! What? Where did you come from? He's joining us. We are going to create a random character on D&D Beyond and then use all of the randomness to create a character backstory uh, and then allow you to uh, sample this character and use it maybe as an NPC or as a PC in your game, but mostly as an exercise to see how numbers and feats and class features can be formed into a Voltron of awesomeness. Yeah, mm-hmm. randos for the fandos. <laughs> oh That's my it. god. <laughs> Alright, we're renaming re- the segment. No, I regret it already. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here is the time when I press the bouton. Right. It is going D and D Beyond is randomizing. It's easier than ever. To randomize There's circles, there are things happening. We're gonna view the character sheet. It is Oh, how do you pronounce that? Air Zephyr. Ooh. A oh, wood right. half elf fighter. A wood half elf fighter. All oh right. Oh my gosh. We're getting into some Mary Sue here. With a very good. high dexterity. 
That so he's means. not a half wood elf fighter. He's an actual wood. <laughs> <laughs> elf I like that. Fighter. Yes. Okay. So he's made of wood. Yes. No, nothing in D anD D says you can't be made of wood. Right. True. This Why is not? like Pinocchio, uh, right. but it's Urzafir. <gasps> he could have been Ooh. a tree. Here's a fear. Yeah. Or he could have once, grown out of a tree. Once he was a tree. Maybe that's why he's got such high dexterity is that he's he had to like wiggle his own form out of the trunk of a tree. Oh, I like that. Uh, pretty decent strength. Yeah. Uh, constitution, all good for fighter. This is actually a fairly optimized fighter. Yeah. Negative uh, one modifier for intelligence, so not not smart. His, uh, yep, he's definitely a tree. His only attack is an unarmed strike. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so half tree, half elf, obviously. Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Half tree, half elf. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The background is an entertainer. Okay. Maybe so. Pinocchio level <gasps> might go more here. Oh, okay. So this was a tree that somehow became awakened and um, uses its brute dexterity to fight, but also to put on shows. Yes. So is this like maybe fighting for the entertainment? Is this like a gladiator? Oh, I can see that. What do you think, Chris? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the skills. <laughs> the skills here sometimes inform stuff. So performance, yes, yes. obviously, that makes okay. sense as entertainer. Nature, wow, performing, of course. Nature. <laughs> that seems silly. His father was a tree, an awakened tree, and his mother was an elf. An elf. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. So father, father, mother. Not a, not actually awakening out of the tree, but the offspring. Right. Yeah. Of a, now, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> One. How you said father tree, mother elf. How Wood. does maybe his arm is actually a sculpted like violin? Oh, okay. Ooh, I like that. I like that. So then, could would you use the violin in combat as well? But then he might break his violin. Exactly. So he only fights with this hand. Yes. <laughs> that's the one unarmed his strike. Bow hand. Yeah. That's his bow hand. His bow, oh, oh, his bow hand. And a, and a violin in the other. Maybe it's like a. Could it? Could it be? Um, a bow, right? Yeah. But with kind of a a like a javelin thing, a halberd yeah. thing on the end. So you're you you can like saw out a tune with mm-hmm. your fiddle mm-hmm. also. But if anybody gets too close, yeah, you got him. Yeah, stab him. Yeah. Okay. He's interesting. Uh, acrobatic. Is unarmed. What do you think? Does that count as an unarmed strike? I don't, uh, that sounds not like really. a weapon. That sounds like a weapon. What if, okay, since he is half wood, right? Yeah. We have a lot of other wooden parts to account for. Violin in this hand. This whole arm. Is the bow. bow? That's the bow. So there's like a big there's like a splintery dagger yeah. or something. That's yeah. There's a str- there's a there's a string that goes from one mm-hmm. finger all the way up to maybe his elbow. Right. But then two one or two of his fingers are just these crazy sharp wooden blades. Ooh. Yes. Right? He also doesn't have to attack with his arms. He could kick. <laughs> that is also true. Well, and the, he the, might have roots. The fighting style is great <laughs> weapon fighting. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> oh, well so, then. Okay. No, no sense made there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that would have been like the finesse weapon type thing right. with, the, with the blades. Maybe his, maybe he's got, maybe he's got a great club. Sure. It also it does say. I want to see if Chris Perkins will allow this. It says on great weapon fighting, you can reroll a one or two on damage dice with melee weapons wielded with two hands. Are feet not just bottom hands? <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, that's a creative interpretation of rules. <laughs> feet are not hands. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have never written rules. Humans are not forehand creatures. <laughs> <laughs> not like we've sloths. Ne- we've never written rules for if you just want to fight with your feet. Right. And I think that's a great ad hoc rule, though. I think so, too. Okay. Yeah. I like right. that. All right. So, Ur- Ur- wait, how- Urzafir. 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 Yeah. Urzafir. 
uh, has a uh, uh, violin on one arm, bow in the other. Right. That is not used in fighting. That's performance it's, and entertaining. Yeah, for, yeah every, performance, getting that yeah. part of it involved. Right. Um, but then when it would fight, it would use its feet with two weapons, uh, it, it, right. b- both of them to, to kick and yes. pounce on people. Mm-hmm. Unless it's got like roots growing out of his toes and he can just like fleck you with his roots. Ooh, okay. All right. But, that could work too. So he took great weapon fighting, presumably, <laughs> yeah. but it's not really working out for him. Not it, so much. But maybe he just doesn't need it. Maybe he took great weapon fighting to flaunt that he doesn't even need a weapon. Mm. It's like, I'm a great weapon fighter. Don't need it. Got these uh, little feet. <laughs> <laughs> or you, I mean... Because it's a tree, right? You can kind yeah. of move in a different way, and acrobatics yeah. is speaking to me He's a little bit. He's not a tree, Greg. He's half He's a tree. wood half-elf, thank you. Totally different. You're right. Please. Yeah. He's got a lot of tree-like features, though. He does. And yeah, he does. could maybe plant with his with his arms somehow and then spin with both of his legs to oh. do a huge like club attack. He could, but it would compromise the violent. That's true. And that's his number one greatest love. But he's acrobatic, so maybe he's able to figure out oh, a way to do it. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Maybe like a soft surface. It's yeah. also possible that as a wood creature, he's got more than the normal number of limbs. So <gasps> yeah, oh. a tree doesn't just have two limbs or you know, that's two limbs or four limbs. Oh, so that, maybe that's why he took great weapon fighting. Because yeah. he's got a secret set of hands, rules lawyer, <laughs> <laughs> real hands. Yeah, which can hold real weapons. Yeah, and he can, he can while fiddling... Yep. His other set of hands can right. come to whack you with a right. warhammer. Or, or I like the idea of the Great Club because the Great Club could actually be part of Dad. <gasps> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Dad's leg? Dad's leg. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Dad? Is Dad no longer with us? Uh, Dad uh, is not with us any longer. Not it, it's possible that the end is like cleanly sawed off, so it's clear that Dad, Dad lost it to like a lumberjack or something. Yeah. Oh, and he's or, got like a revenge thing going on. Yeah. What if he gave it willingly? Because he knew he his like son was destined to be a great fighter. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he's a like, fighter. Yeah. Son, take this. this my is- favorite arm. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite stump. Oh, that's very good. Oh, that's I like good. that. Yeah. He had to, he's gone out in the world to make his father proud, so he has the stump, but fiddling is his true passion. Yeah. That's what he really wants to do, but he's been like, you know, he has to use the great weapon whenever he can. That's right. right. What about his mother, the elf? What, what is her story? What, is she still around? I think she was in the circus. He has a very high acrobatic skill. And obviously, yeah, he would have had to get his entertainment. You know, chops, chops right? from somebody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and this makes sense if it's, if she if he was also at one point was in the circus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's she's an elf, and, and maybe she was um she's a, a dexterous acrobatic, um, taught him some flexibility and cool trapeze moves and things. But I mean, he's a wood half elf. People were there to to gawk at him, right? He was like a sideshow attraction. Yeah. And he didn't like it. No. You know, he didn't. You don't. You don't want to get gawked at like that. Yeah. Your dad's a tree. Out in the forest, <laughs> your mom. So his dad was awakened, and then maybe the awakened tree was part of the act. Oh, was, sure, could yeah. have been. Yeah, maybe this was something like they did a partner act, like mm-hmm. a couple's act, which was oh, how yeah. they fell in love, right? That's right? sweet. Like she would swing from his branches or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't. Don't actually. Can you get a diagram? <laughs> yeah, I still have. We still got to go back to that question. <laughs> How does a German Shepherd mate with a Chihuahua? Uh, very carefully. Uh, oh, arcane archer. Arcane archer. Oh my goodness! Okay. Whoa. Okay. All right. Okay. That actually works great because he took Druidcraft as his yes. cantrip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So and Druidcraft. So could his bow, how about this? The bow, fiddle, also arrow. Uh, yes. 
and he fires fires with oh, his left. Agreed. Hand. Wait, because he's dexterous. He's yeah. got like this. He's like a, a crack shot. He's ambidextrous. Cra- yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So he's not not only is that it's a oh, it's a beautiful double entendre, a yes. bow that's also a bow. Get it? Are you kidding me? It's incredible. This this writes itself. <laughs> I, I do love this, actually. <laughs> Are his arrows like made out of his siblings or what? <laughs> or, or possibly just gifts from his mother? Just more dad. More dad. Um, that's So what if it's actually like maybe parts of him? Okay, so he has two extra arms, right? Mm-hmm. What if more arms keep growing and he snaps them off and he uses those as the arrows for his bow. You'd have to like pare them down. Yeah, and, yeah. like he's got to keep himself trimmed. Right. Obviously. What yeah. are you going to do with those trims? And gotta, they get in the way too, right? Like yeah. you're trying to move around. You got this other limb trying to grow out yeah. on your side. It's like, well, that's inconvenient. Yeah. You stick it out, put it in your quiver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you, can, you just trim those out and he's like, yeah. all right, got them all ready to go. Yep. And that way the player doesn't have to track ammunition. Yeah. And you know when he's like... He's down or he's depressed or whatever because they're just growing out of everywhere. Right. And you're like, buddy, what's wrong? Look at that. He's proficient in history. So, like, he can, like, count dad's rings. Yeah. And say, keep <laughs> 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 been around this many times. That, that ring there, you see that scarring there? That's from the orc invasion where they tried to set the forest on fire and dad got a little singed. That ring there... That's when dad met mom. Oh, yeah. And he's got all the It's like, I don't like club. to look at that ring. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> That's the honeymoon. Mom and dad, come on. <laughs> don't tell me about yeah. that in your rings. He's oh. also very perceptive. Yeah. Which correct. I suppose you would have to be if you were working like the carnival circus circuit and you're in the sideshow. His, side if show, his right? hair is actually like leaves too, he'd feel like even the subtlest breezes. Oh, yeah. Through his hair. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to breathe around him without him knowing. Who you are right. and where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. So he's got, he's got. Tell me about his hairstyle. Is it like long, flowy green leaves, or Ooh, I, I don't know? It's like a weeping willow, like real emo. That could be fun. Yeah, oh, that's I pretty like good. Weeping willow. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, was dad a weeping willow? Push, his, push it out of his eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think dad was a weeping willow. Yeah, um, and old so, man willow. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, maybe in certain light, you you see him and you think, ah, that's elf. That's an elf. But then you see him with the sun dappling. You're like, those are leaves. leaves. Yeah, Actual those are leaves. those are leaves yeah. growing out of his head. That's not just yeah. a, a circlet on his head. No, no. That's, that's for real leaves. Yeah. 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 All right. And then his hair falls out every winter. Yeah, and so then, it's, he's got maybe maybe like people mistake him for an Aladrin, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, right. and he's very proud of the fact that, no, he is a half-elf. And, and, and an awakened tree. Yeah, and, 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 and half-awakened tree. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's my heritage. <laughs> what is, uh, what's his like, call to action? Like, why is he adventuring? Like, why is he going out there and doing stuff? We mentioned the revenge. Is that is that? But then we went with the giving of the, of the club rather yeah, than... Yeah, revenge is cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe it has something to do with the druid who animated his father, brought his oh. father to life. Maybe that druid was an adventurer, and because the druid gave life to his dad, it's like and his, his dad gave life to him, he's like right? a grandparent. So maybe yeah. he's gone out in the world to find this druid yeah. oh, and like say, that. thank you for animating my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and by extension, me. Yeah. Right, and, and, and making me. And maybe there's a business where he's trying to make greeting cards because they don't exist for this kind of a yeah. problem, right? Like, so he's he's an entrepreneurial sort. That could absolutely work. <laughs> and the other thing too is maybe maybe the druid was in the forest living with his dad, but then got driven out by some evil, and so oh. this guy's taking it upon himself to deal with the evil. 
All right. Ah, okay. So his maybe maybe he's trying to quell evil through greeting cards. Through greeting cards. Through greeting yeah. cards. Yeah. Thank you for animating my dad. Isn't that like that's a whole niche of people who don't have a greeting card, and that there's he's probably out in the world trying to figure out like what are some other sentiments that don't get on greeting cards nearly as often as they should. It's true, and as part of his druid craft, he can like grow little flowers and little oh, buds, yeah. and then he'll he'll put them in the yeah. middle of the cards. Yeah, all oh, kinds of sure. cards there. Would you marry me? Yeah. Would- <laughs> Would you be mine? <laughs> oh no! Oh. oh no! Now it's just Valentine's cards. <laughs> he's, he's got a penchant for really bad poetry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, lots of lots of tree based puns yes. for sure. I love you, tree. <laughs> Treely. Treely. I, I. This is tree love. No. I, oh this yes. Is, this is tree love. Yes. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. Love it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this show sucks. <laughs> what is okay? So, what does ears Zephyr sound like? Oh, ears Zephyr. Ears Zephyr. I'm pronouncing it differently now. <laughs> ears Zephyr sounds like that's the the voice. Like, yeah, what like is, what, what, what would person if you were playing this like, character? Right. What would they sound like? Maybe he talks like this. Maybe it's a lot of. <laughs> Anger? Greg can't stand mouth sounds, everyone. We just found this out before the show, so use that knowledge to your benefit. That's what he does. He just (laughs) does nonstop mouth sounds. He's ASMR. He's an ASMR wood half-elf, yeah, for sure. Who does greeting cards. Very soft-spoken. Oh, okay. Very very tender, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he expresses himself through music and sometimes fighting, but preferably music. Mm. And the sounds of snapping branches and waving leaves and if he has to speak to you then you know that shit is going down yeah one final detail that i don't know how it would fit in and it's going to test you guys <laughs> okay abyssal is the, one of the oh. known languages <laughs> why would i thought you were going to point to the disguise kit and then we're well, that, like, oh, that too <laughs> i mean that, you could say that's in the performance you know you aspect could. of the circus uh-huh. and maybe there are places where being half tree is not look, the, the I'm safest yeah look, i'm an oak you want to be all tree <laughs> maple yeah you're going to want to be all tree um oh, abyssal yeah. i bet this has to do with the evil that drove his grandparent druid out. Maybe it's mm. demonic in nature. Right, and maybe it's actually suffused parts of the forest and there have been, oh. like when he's hiding or masquerading as a young sproutling, maybe he overheard or befriended an invisible, like, quasit or something. Ooh. And, and didn't know what it was. Like, maybe maybe it was disguised in one of its more benign forms. Sure. And so learned to talk through this creature until he realized that the creature was actually an evil little turd. What if mm, are quasits able to disguise themselves so well that that um, heirs of fear would have thought that this was the druid? Possibly because they can assume some beast forms like ah. spider or <gasps> oh, you know bird yeah. things like that. So, oh um, man, so yeah, I bet in speaking to this druid, maybe heirs of fear actually thought that he was learning druidic. Oh, that would be awesome. He but thought he was being taught druidic, exactly. but he was actually being taught Ooh. abyssal. Yeah, because this this yeah. closet has been trying to, I don't know, turn heirs of fear to its purpose. Maybe that's what caused his mother to leave. She was afraid that he had been corrupted by evil. Ooh, because he started being abyssal, yes. right? Yeah, it, it's and like, he doesn't know. Right, it's like playing your records backwards at home. It's just like your mom's like, "You're a Satanist." <laughs> <laughs> You're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Start splashing you with holy water. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe the closet is trying to get 
uh, Erzafir to lead him back to where the druid fled to. Oh, that would be cool, too. So he yeah. he's actually doesn't even know that he's going to be uh, a, a pawn in the closet. Certainly being a pawn of the of evil falls into his int eight problem. <laughs> yes. Oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. He's, he is gullible. He'll go along with anybody who tells him anything. Yeah. Easily duped. And I think I like the idea that this is... This person is half tree, like should probably know what drew. Druidic to me sounds like it be like the flowing like wind and mm-hmm. water and like the cry of an eagle occasionally that, that infuses, ah. suffuses this language. But Abyssal's like, and I love the idea that this dumb ass <laughs> fighter thinks that that is druidic, right? It's like, ah, oh, yes, the language of druids. Yeah. All right. That makes total sense. <laughs> Uh, He's written songs in that language. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> they do not play well. He sticks to the violin. And he because doesn't know why. Yes. He doesn't know why those greeting cards don't sell. <laughs> those ones. Who knows? <laughs> you write it in that in that alphabet, and suddenly people are dropping yeah. dead. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, who wants to give the summary of this character? Should I? Should I just go I think, through it? I think Chris yeah. Perkins should. Oh, well, I, I defer to Kate Welch, of course. Our special guest. All right. So, Erzafir <laughs> is a half tree half-elf, who's got a weapon that he took off his dad's body, a wooden great club, in one set of arms that he can wield masterfully. (laughs) But then you look on the other side, and he's got arms that are basically a bow, which he can use as a weapon bow, Mm -hmm. and a bow which he can use as a violin bow, which he uses to play his violin or fiddle, which is carved out of his other arm. So he he is a dashing... Half wood fighter, musically inclined, who at a very young age, being somewhat of a little dullard, was thought he was learning druidic from a fiend in disguise, but it turned out to be abyssal, and that offended his mother and caused her to abandon him. But he's taken on a life of adventure to find this druid who animated his father, maybe to help the druid drive the evil out of the forest, Mm -hmm. but also to thank him for making him the half-elf, half-tree that he is. Beautiful. Excellent. I love this. Story for the ages. (laughs) Everyone can use this this character in their campaigns. Easily the best one we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy this thoroughly. Thank you, guys. Uh, We are going to put a link to this character on my D&D Beyond account if you'd like to use any or all of what we just pulled out of our butts. You may do so. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, Ears of Fear, the, and I love this all, uh, this entire concept just came from a joke of a wood half, wood the fact that we were half. like, wood elf? No, it's a wood half elf. Yes. Yes. Straight from the brain of Chris Perkins. Yes, that kind of garbage. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's amazingly creative and I love it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, how can people uh, pester you for more stories of what's going on with Ears of Fear uh, on the social media, perhaps? I'm on Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. I am on Twitter at Kate Well Four H's. <laughs> Excellent. I wanted I want everyone to tell us the story uh, of what happens to this yes. character in your campaigns. Yes, please. Thanks very much. I'm rooting for him. He's got- oh my god. <laughs> We loved that random character. That generator. was great. Wasn't it great? Yes. You dig it? Yeah. I Two of my it. faves. I enjoy randomness at all times. Yep. And Chris and Kate. Uh, also improvisation. 
Right. And Morgan Peter Brown, our next interviewee that you are about to listen to, uh, can improv with the best of them. Sure can. That was a really. This is going to be a really fun interview. I think. I have a really good feeling about it. I got good feelings. I do. I do too. Eee. Let's make it happen. Uh, welcome. Thank bunch. you, Morgan Peter Brown. You are That's here. That's me. Yes, Morgan Peter I Brown. I am here. You are an uh, uh, actor, yeah. a producer, yeah. a tap dancer. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you get me on the right day. Nice. Good yes and. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Very uh, good. All day. Uh, improv. <laughs> improv. Uh, yeah. Artist, I guess. Yeah. Impro- that, that improvisator. Ac- accurate. Uh, improvisator, yes. Um, but, uh, and you've been playing D&D for? Uh, so, boy, yeah, like seven years, re- six, six years regularly. That's a lot of years. Yeah. Um, but it is also uh, really cool that you're working on a show, uh, yeah. Dungeon Run. That's right. On caffeine. That's correct. Yeah, which is a competing network to Twitch. I know. How, <laughs> how long D&D, do we want to talk about caffeine? <laughs> Let's talk about caffeine the whole time. I uh, thought you meant like you play like on, on caffeine. caffeine. Like we're all I'm hooked on board with that. We're all hooked to IVs of caffeine, just straight. Like Greg. is that true? <laughs> no, <laughs> that would be great. It would be, it would be rough. <laughs> I, <laughs> shows are fo- the be shows so are good. four hours. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a lot of ups and downs. Well, right. That's like, that is. Just, you, That's me doing Dragon Talk. Dungeon Run live, live, live on caffeine at 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. <laughs> Meanwhile, if I had my own channel, it would be called Vodka. <laughs> the Vodka Channel? Yeah. That would be yes. dark. <laughs> Fun Four for a while. Of vodka. And, and then, nothing but Bachelorette and then talk. real dark towards the end. Yeah, Rose, we talked a lot of Bachelorette before we went live. I'm so glad we got <laughs> that out of our systems. Person. I know. Shelly and I are best friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you're on this D&D show. Jeff yes. Kanata is, yes. the, is the dungeon master. He is, yeah. Uh, what's that been like? It's been like a month or so? Two months? No, three months? We, uh, three months. We just did episode 14 on Wednesday. Uh, I know, which is bonkers. Um, it's been a gift. It's been an absolute like whirlwind and a gift. You know, I, I think I rewatched part of our episode one the other day, and it was like, <laughs> wow, this feels like years ago. Does it, it feel like a lot has changed? Like you, yeah. Amongst the group? I, I think yes. Um, so unlike a, a lot of uh, shows, we were not a, a pre-existing. We didn't know each other. Oh yeah, uh, we were not a pre-existing like home game. We were not. We were cast. Uh, there was a casting Let's process. Talk about that. How we can does that absolutely happen? talk about that because the casting process was bizarre. Can we talk about it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I mean, I did you so. see like a casting call? Like, yep. Players want. Are you serious? Yeah. Who's number one? Where on the did call you sheet? see it? Uh, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> that, well, that makes sense. That's fair. Okay. Who's number two? Then I think it's uh, then I think it's alphabetical order. Oh, so, you know, n- n- nothing special there. Brown. Though, that's pretty hey. high up there. Hey. <laughs> I think it might be me actually. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it was so. Uh, I was doing uh, another podcast uh, called Fear Initiative, which is still going on. It's a it's a horror D and D podcast. Originally started through Blumhouse, okay. um, and um, one of my players, uh, other players on that, Megan Duffy, who's an actress, she's amazing, and uh, saw this notice and said, "Where did I'm, she see the notice?" There, in the trades? No, yeah, is there it? there are online on trades. Uh, it's, there's a telephone pole. You pull right. a little piece That's of paper right. off. <laughs> there's something on. Uh, it's called Actors Access, or there's like LA Casting. There's a bunch of digital casting websites, and and this is amazing that there's call for oh, yeah. people to play D and D. No, I know. And so we saw it, and it was, she sent it to me, and I was like, "Yeah, you should put in for this. I'm putting in for this." I was like, "Okay." So the first thing was just an interview and you were asked to uh, interview and talk about yourself as a player and then bring a character or maybe bring multiple characters. And so I brought James Quillis, who is my human warlock um, Mm. and who I had never played with before. I had actually only come up with him a couple weeks before the interview 
and I knew it was casting myself well. Uh, this is we can get into this character creation bit yes. where it's like I um, I as an actor I've been working I've been very lucky to work professionally for a while now I'm very aware of my type and when I came up with this nerdy bookish librarian who's also a warlock. Um, I was like, ooh, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I was like, I'm going to play this character somewhere, and it might be perfect for the show. Um, and so brought it, and and sure enough, there. Was, now the, the the interview was fine. The callbacks were, were, were where it got weird. Uh, it was, Wait, so every, the, so everyone was lovely, to, yeah, but it was, was weird. Before we move on to the callbacks, though, your interview, did you have to like do the voice of the character? Yeah, they just they like, basically did, they did a short Q and A, and I did a voice. It brought out James, and it was like. Wine or ale? Uh, wine, I guess. Uh, and it was just, you know, what was your first adventure? Uh, well, uh, you know. It, oh, you had to answer, like, as your character? An in-character, yeah. An in-character interview. Well, that's yeah. totally different that's than weird. what I was thinking. Yeah. Right? What were you thinking? Well, that it was just like, hey, let's just talk, and uh, what do you think about D&D, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's like, yeah. It's like this interview. There, there was a bit of that. Okay. There, there was, like, five minutes of that and five minutes of in-character. Neat. Oh. And then I brought another one, which was, like, a tortle cleric that I had just sort of Ooh, what's his with. voice? <laughs> Uh, he 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 was more. He's a turtle, so he's like down here like this, you know, <laughs> like uh, a working class turtle. What, what, what was? Gosh, I haven't. No, uh, are you taking notes, Pelham? I know. <laughs> he was a he was a war cleric. Uh, dang, I forgot his. Oh oh, Narok N R O K. Yeah, but I I've yet to play with him. Like New Rock City, but New Rock City. <laughs> Detroit and Rock City. <laughs> your, tor- your turtle from Detroit. That's right. Oh, oh boy. Let's, you're going to half shell. Let me uh, put that in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking on to that power. idea. That idea is mine. All right. Dungeon Run 2. We got, it, we got a character ready. Um, That's really interesting. So then you know, what happened with the callbacks? Then? The callback was they brought in groups of, I think it was six groups of five. And Jeff DM'd all of them. And they, 30 oh, minute, God. the same 30 minute scenario. And I haven't seen the tapes of this. We we have I'm, asked to see them yes. because apparently they were all radically different. Really? <laughs> they so they like, just randomly assigned these groups together. Correct. Okay. Yeah, and brought in five people at a time. I mean, I assume they probably went, oh, this will be a decent yeah. match. You know, they decided on 30 and they were like, you know, these will be different. So they tried not to like put five barbarians together. I, this you know, is or amazing though that like, I mean, you're just the people that got called back and there was right. 30. Right. Like, how many people actually oh, auditioned to be part of it? It went on for days, I was told. <gasps> and um, oh my God. Uh, the casting director was a, a, a pretty well-known and successful commercial casting director. It was a, it was very odd because I've played D&D for a while and I've been a professional actor for a while. But it was a combination of two things that I was like, this the, this is like the opposite of chocolate and peanut butter. These are two things I love that maybe aren't great together. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> right. How to put the process yeah. of like all the yeah. stress and, and you know, because my, my wife's an actress and, and, yeah. and I've been in the business for a while and it also feels very nerve wracking yes. and not good feeling all the time when right. you're going through those type of things. And usually D&D is associated with like, oh yeah, this is my fun time. Right. So having those combined, yeah, I could see that being more like it was, salt and poop. We <laughs> Rather than chocolate and peanut butter? Maybe. Sure. You, wait, sure. He said maybe. We'll go with that metaphor. Together. I know. Uh, Fairly certain. It's all I mean, right. Have you ever had salt? <laughs> Almond Roca. <laughs> Close. 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 A little salt on Are we that. breaking news about Almond Roca? <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to tell my kid that was poop so he wouldn't eat it. Great. So it was Smart. all for you. Yep. That was good. Yeah. Good call. Uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, those sessions apparently were fascinating. Um, but 
I know mine, it was fi- like five people barely holding it together. Like because there was were... massive panic. Right. Oh, okay. Because stress. And yeah. we didn't know each other. And it was this, odd, you know, and so someone was like, all right, I roll an attack. And I watched them roll a D8. And I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because oh. we're all panicking. Okay. You know, and it was, like, ah, you know, and uh, shocking grasp, you know, like something like that. <laughs> like in a way, so I... It's hard to play D and D with people you, that you don't yes, know. It's yes, really hard. No, I don't like that. I, it doesn't really. It doesn't work f- with my anxiety and my natural insecurities and natural I, like my baseline anxiety. Just I think that's what we all thought. The five people who who did get cast, my my beautiful four other cast members and myself, um, we were very nervous. Because, yeah, we didn't know each other. Jessica, yeah. Lynn Parsons, and I had one mutual friend, and that was it. And I had never met her before. Were um, any of these people – well, I, anyway. I'm just like – No, sure. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to the, the yes. final cast. But yes. I think may, maybe it was it at all easier because everybody else was so nervous. Because yes. I'm always worried, like, I'm going to be the only screw-up in the group. Everyone else knows what they're Everyone's doing. Everyone's thinking that same thing. It's kind of like the, the theory, like, if you're – scared on an airplane like look for the person right. who's like way more scared than you and then you automatically <laughs> are like fine. oh it's all good it's good i'll just calm that person down i um I, it helped that all of us had a, a decent amount of experience with improv that was a pretty mm. um because and and we did have a get together like we had one rehearsal but and, and a session zero uh but then we did have just a, a get together the five of us and jeff where we just kind of chatted and got to know each other a little bit. I think Jared Kajak, who, who's on the show, uh, made the metaphor of like, you know, we're all artists, like kind of like, so I need to know what what paintbrush you use, you know, and basically like, mm-hmm. how is this going to work? And That's they smart. actually, they ended yeah. up casting very well. I, You know, it, the, the dynamic is, I think we're all kind of pinching ourselves of how well it's going. Mm. Um, they knew what they were doing. I guess they saw so. something in all of you. Yeah. Were any of you on the same like callback? Um, well, group. no. So after that, there was the fi- after those callbacks. N- by in my original callback, no, I okay. didn't. None of the other four people were uh, were in the final. Uh, there was a final chemistry read, which was even more chaotic. Holy cow! Because there were twelve of us, I think. Oh my gosh! And a um, chemistry read. This is really so like it a reality was. The, show. I want to be involved in the show I of the casting. Process. I do too. And Jeff, and by, I hate and by the way, those callbacks and, and the callback and the final chemistry read all happened in the same day. You should have seen Jeff by the end of that day. He was just devastated, like just just wrecked. Because so how did he get involved in this? Like how? So did they the, the show's creator uh, slash uh, yeah, like he, he's one Showrunner. of these caffeine's showrunner is a, is a different guy named bernardo who's amazing alex is like head creative at caffeine mm-hmm. original programming and uh, is alex albrecht and alex and jeff have known each other for a long time apparently they did do a dm casting that i don't know uh how that went i wasn't there for that yeah uh but jeff and al jeff got in for that because he knows alex and has known alex a long time and has been his DM for a long time. Oh, um, you know, like we're all we're all adults, and they have kids and everything like this, and so so like that's you know not that much. Like you know, every a couple times a year they're able to they're able to play. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. But um, but Jeff, so I had no idea. I, I think as I said earlier, you know, I'm an actor, I'm a producer, I, I, I'm involved in TV and film. I'm pretty new to the gaming and streaming world. So yeah, I, we all are. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been around that long. <laughs> yeah, it's very <laughs> true. Um, but I didn't know who Jeff was. And so walking into this, I was like, who's this Jeff Kanata guy? And by the end of that callback day, I was like, that guy's great. He's legit. He was put through his paces that day. Well, I mean, it's hard to dungeon master 
Period. Yeah. And then doing it back to back, you know, yeah. what are you, with 10 sessions in a day. Well, you, like, don't, you, know, you don't even with know. With new the people, people and, the stress of all that, and a hot room with right. lights beaming down right. on you, guns pointed at you. People were there, rolling. Were there guns pointed at you? There, there were no attacks. guns. Okay. Thankfully. <laughs> then it's not real dangerous. <laughs> the smell of hot garbage come wafting in from outside. <laughs> that's correct. That's, that's LA. <laughs> but it, it's true. Um, but yeah, and that, so that final chemistry read was literally st- still five people at a table at a time, but literally pulling out and dropping in people throughout. But running the same campaign. That they had to just like be oh, literally a new person would come in and go, okay, here's where we are. Uh, we know this. We know this. We, this person's a bad guy, we think. <laughs> and it was like, wow. Yeah. And it was like a tap on the shoulder type thing. Like, all right, you're out. It was, it, they would pause and go like, hey, okay, uh, step away. And, and, and it was just like, we, you know, it wasn't uh, like, and you know oh, you'll get pulled out. It wasn't that. It was more just like, all right, they're going to try this combo and try that. Right. Um, so were any of these combos, were you like starting to feel like the group a gel? little bit. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 No, it, it, the, the group that it was, was I think the final group at the table. It was was the five of us, and yeah. they were using the characters process. that they had done in that first interview, or did they um, switch and yes, change? Yes, they were the uh, two of us. So Jessica Lynn Parsons and I were both warlocks, and we were probably sure that wasn't going to work. But yeah. we both got cast, so she um, adjusted, just, just created a different character, mm-hmm. and uh, and Jared, I think. Uh, was slightly different as well. Interesting. He was still a rogue, but it was a slightly different kind of rogue. Got Did it. they work with you on like here's what the type of character? So yeah, think? I they they basically um, so our world is homebrew. Uh, I had created my guy uh, for Forgotten Realms, uh, and he was you know he he grew up. It's like you know his parents died young, and then he was basically adopted by the monks of Candlekeep. Was like the original oh. idea, um, but. I al- I also intentionally kept it kind of transferable. You know, it was sort of like it just needs to be a big library somewhere and, you know, and his patron can be anybody. It just needs to be this, you know, it like that yeah, kind of tropey enough to be able yeah, to Yeah, it was easy enough that we could just pick it up and put it where we needed. Right. Um so then I came up with a lot of the broad most of the broad stuff and a few of the finer details and then Jeff and I worked it out together before the show started. Is there like a character visual design? Yeah, um so yes, we've had some amazing fan art uh, that has come up immediately. We didn't do an, an original, uh, but we started getting fan art almost immediately, which was insane. That is like just the, the I could pull the, out the a photo. I don't know things. if that, if that's a podcast thing to do. Uh, <laughs> well, I this pull is out a visual a medium. Yeah, I know, know exactly. Uh, no, but I just was wondering if when you guys were talking about getting the show together, like yeah. was there a a like you know a sketch process or blah blah blah? It sounds like there's a lot of. Uh, more right. thought and preparation going into this than yeah. many other Twitch shows out there yeah. or streaming shows out there. So well, like- that was sort of the original. So it's funny because it did start that way was for me because it was just a casting notice and it was literally untitled D&D show. And this sounds I like remember, fun. Okay, so I remember people talking about this like six, five, yeah. six months ago. Yeah, yeah it was around. Like, Are you involved in this? And I was like, March. nope, got no idea what that is. I yeah, want to be in the casting process. <laughs> it's it was fascinating. It was fascinating. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I as a producer, I've also sat on the other side of that room. Yeah, so I was like, ooh, <laughs> I was, I was. In being in it, but then also like you know the other side of my brain going, this is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think administrative note. We should talk to a casting director. <laughs> Maybe like, we should. This would be a good interview. Like, what? Tell us exactly. Oh, what right. You yeah, would look I can. For. I can. Yeah, let get, us know. That'd be really I fascinating. I just want, we want to get Jeff yeah, in here Jeff, as well. Jeff yes. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, you could. You could absolutely have everybody up. Jeff and Alex and the rest of the cast are all amazing. Sweet. Yes. Uh, so yeah, tell us about the rest of the the, the rest of the characters. We know about uh, uh, yes, your guy. Yes. Uh, and uh, so Jessica created uh, Fahima, who is a fire genasi wizard. Nice. Um, you have Ron Ogden, who is playing Ugo the orc barbarian. Perfect um, name. 
he's uh, ancestral guardians. And uh, Jared is a tabaxi rogue swashbuckler. Oh, and stealing then, your thunder. Oh, not stealing. Like joining the, my litter. Like those cat people. <laughs> like somebody. Like somebody I have left. an opening because nice. somebody left. Oh no! <laughs> Do we need to talk about this for a minute? <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, I feel like <laughs> we're talking about it for many beat more this minutes. This dead cat quite a few times. Oh, <laughs> we don't know if my character's oh, dead. You, you never went to go find it. Daryl, I tried. Daryl Two Shoes is is my Darryl character's name. Go on, go on. <laughs> and hers was Junkie Two Shoes. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Both Latka. robes are just tabaxi. I was a tabaxi tabaxi sorcerer. I think I was a ranger. Ooh, oh, nice. I don't know, maybe I was a ranger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We do like the tabaxi. They're pretty. No, they're pretty. I nice. like that. We're, we're in the mates. same litter. We were right. You know, oh, right. That makes that's sense. adorable. And then he was like, "Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to play a different character now." What? Like, but what like about Daryl? It was like a one shot, and I didn't realize we were transferring from one to the other, and then you got upset. I, I was did. doing a three I a did. three five session, uh, playing in one with with some friends a couple years ago, and my friend Dave for five sessions in a row kept swapping out characters. <laughs> and it became the joke of like, all right, how does your old character die at the top of this session? It's like, all right, and you open a door and five arrows hit him in the chest. Nice. <laughs> well, that one's All out. the rocks <laughs> fall right on his head. I was like, all right, man, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you need you need to land on one. He's like, I'm an improv artist. I need to continually yeah, reinvent myself. Like, no, no, no. This time I'm a halfling uh, gunslinger. And it's like, all right, sure. Them all out. sure buddy. He was a, a doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just changing shape the entire time. There you go. Yes. I like that story. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry. We went no, no, no. in the middle of, of, of your cast good. list. Um, and then, and then uh, is uh, Katie Michaels, who's playing Lily Dumblestuck, the um, gnome bard. Uh, uh, she is slightly homebrew. She's a beach gnome. Which I love she that. and Jeff came up with a beach gnome, which I haven't confirmed this, but I know that Jeff is a fan of the Adventure Zone as well. And so I feel like that might be slightly inspired by mm. uh, uh, by Merle Highchurch, the, the beach dwarf. Yes. Um, there's a couple. It's it's a it's a pretty, pretty close approximation of, of I think, a forest gnome, but uh, like one or two tweaks. I I love the beach. And yeah. I think more gnomes should should live there. Well, yeah, if you watch sense. the show, she she comes from the island of Bingle, and which is basically a resort island. Nice. And uh, which was a, which in the last few episodes of our show was in a lot of trouble. And so we spent uh, three or four episodes on this wrecked resort island, just helping out her family, and it was really touching and heartbreaking and amazing Aww. at the same time. Yeah, we've had some very emotional episodes the last few weeks. I love how things where you think they're going to be ridiculous and funny, yeah. like a beach gnome resort island, ha, ha, ha. Right. Oh, but then this Here, shit's going to hit the fan, and now we got to save it, and then all of a sudden that's the most dramatic stuff. Here's the thing about Jeff. He's amazing. He, he does such a good job with his storytelling. He's so immersive, but he's also a very positive guy, yeah. and he's very his energy is very infectious, and you're like, yeah, this is amazing, and he, he's describing things. So when dark stuff happens, and he goes dark, it always surprises me. Like there was literally, we were in a library and talking about this. And so Jeff's like, it sounds like so much fun. And you're like, okay. And then uh, he tries to cut the woman's throat. And you're like, what? <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? And he's got a smile on his face when he's, he's like, like, describing yeah, and it. I, oh. <laughs> and it just immediately like, oh, he'll, he'll kill him. Don't, <laughs> you know, don't, don't let that smile fool you. He will destroy your emotions. Danger <laughs> is around the corner. <laughs> Look at that creepy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Turn the corner. So happy. Yay. I'm just going to look at you for a while and just. <laughs> How you doing over there? <laughs> Real good. Starting memes up over there. Like Annabelle good. over here. <laughs> That's how Shelly would be if she were dungeon mastering. You'd be like the puppet master. <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative. What, wait, wait, what was Ooh, the I new like Muppet class I just saw? 
Oh, is there a new Muppet class? Wait, it's, 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 I think it was probably just a homebrew then. Like somebody tried to do a new race of Muppet, Ooh. of Muppet adventurers. <laughs> yes. I, I keep thinking I, that state sketch. Like, what does Muppet taste like? Oh, the best. Let's just talk about the state <laughs> for 30 yeah, right. minutes. Can we get uh, uh, one of those guys on in here? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we can try. Uh, <laughs> get, them, get them playing d d <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm, I, I would be shocked if they don't, to be honest. Yeah, right. Exactly. At least some of them. Yeah. Maybe Michael Showalter. He seems oh, like. Oh, my yeah, God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I worked with him a while ago on like a, an adult swim just for a day, and it was lovely. Uh, him and um, Mike, uh, Michael Ian Black, mm-hmm. and uh, this—I've never had this before. Where I showed up to set, and I was a huge fan of the state. And Michael Showalter was like, "Hey, it's so nice to work. Yeah, I'm really happy to work with you." And he's like, "We know each other," and I'm like, "No, we don't." <laughs> no, we don't. And uh, and, he, and he was like, yeah, no, "I'm pretty sure we've worked together." And in my head, I'm going, "He's Doug. You would know if you had worked with Doug before." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm sorry." We, I, I, and I'm like, "That's I'm so excited to work with you." And I'm like, "I'm like pretty sure we haven't." <laughs> and he kept going throughout the day. And he's like, "I think I thought what I work." And I and I finally had to say, "I'm like." I know you very well. We have not worked together. Yeah, I would remember <laughs> I would working remember. with you in the past. Yes. <laughs> it's like maybe you've seen me in something before. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I look similar to the thousands of people you've worked with. It was, uh, it was a very odd experience of this guy that I literally like. I watched the state. Like I was like early '90s, so it was like 12, 13 years right. old. Like loved that show. They'd be like Bruce Springsteen being like. We know each other. Yeah, we work together. <laughs> Except it's Michael Showalter, yeah. who's not at all like Bruce Springsteen, but yes, exactly like that. Um, that was a really good Bruce. I, I thought about that for a long time. Shooting in. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. Oh. We, we played in. You cats. also kind of sound like Batman. <laughs> uh, you're just gonna go down like that. Batman was like, "Hey, uh, good to see you again." <laughs> I, remember was a, when, I remember when we beat Two Face together. <laughs> uh, that, that, was that, awesome. wasn't me. that wasn't me. Batman. <laughs> that wasn't me, Batman. Really good jam. Really good jam session. <laughs> I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never been to Jersey. <laughs> I would I have. know. I'm kidding. But <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, you know the the this process and illuminating it gets more people to think about creating yeah. a show this way because obviously a I lot think, of people think about like combining their friends and right. getting things together and that's awesome and I think that is where a lot of um, you know the camaraderie can come from. But I yeah. also think there's this element of performance that has always been on the surface of these D&D streaming yeah. shows that yeah. I think that your show is now like, like or let's just think about it all that way. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's really fascinating. It is. And uh, I think the idea of the show from the get-go is um, is like they want it to make it as, cin- as cinematic as possible. Mm. Jeff talks about like almost wanting it to feel like the Guardians of Galaxy of D&D um, where it's, you know, it, it's we have 16 cameras on our set. Like a, What? Yeah. That's like 19 more than we have. You guys need to We've watch got the negative show. Three, <laughs> We've got negative three cameras. <laughs> Wait a minute, huh? <laughs> How are we showing? Um, no, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's it amazing. Like. And so, no, it, it's so, it, it is, it blows my mind constantly. And the, the sets that they've brought out, um, at the end of the first episode, they brought out this thing, which is called the Lodestar, which were like these castles in the sky that were like uh, sanctuaries for magical creatures. And one had fallen to the earth. And uh, Jeff was describing this thing. They had, they, and they keep all this stuff from us, the cast. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, and he's describing this fallen, crashed castle, like buried in the ground, kind of. And he's describing it. And he's like, well, it looks sort of like this. And then the set crew oh, <laughs> brings no. out this thing that was this high and this big. Oh nice. my god! And it's massive. And it's and squared out, by the way. Um, and I was like, what? <laughs> and it, so I'm in this experience of constantly having my mind blown. They they keep things from us very well. 
and uh, they've we've had a massive ship. We've had an upright lodestar that had a very large, like almost Titan esque character imprisoned in the middle of it. Nice. Um, so yeah, they're trying to like very high production value, um, cinematic as possible, you know, and just it's been mind blowing. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of people have been enjoying the show and, and that I think is one of the things that, um, is immediately apparent about it is, is the, is like kind of, we're going for it. Right. You're swinging for the fences. Yeah. And the other thing is, is caffeine is, um, (laughs) I'll try not to talk about caffeine for too long. Oh, I don't care. Okay. Okay, cool. Great. All right. So caffeine, I love caffeine. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. Um, so caffeine, their their video is very fast, and their chat function is um, kind of revolutionary, mm-hmm. and it makes chatting much easier. And so they are really pushing the interactivity mm. of it. And so the audience interactivity on our show is um, unlike anything I've ever seen. And so they are constantly influencing the shows, and we give and we give people like there's things which have sort of been done before, which is like, hey, you get advantage from this. But there we have what are called like force of good and force of evil cards, where people can drop things on us all the time, and we have cards that they can they can buy a card basically and give them to us. There's a lot of that, it's like the Hunger Games. It is a I've, that's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, the the metaphor. It, it is. It, it's. Um, it's chaotic. Are they uh, good things or can they be bad they things? They can be bad things. Um, What's we, the ratio of good to bad that you get? Mostly good, um, good. But, but sometimes bad. Sometimes Has people. anyone ever dropped an evil card on you? Several times. <gasps> yeah. What? What's happened? Oh, there was one. It hasn't gotten played yet because it got played out of combat. Um, but it was – but I'm, it's in my deck like you know, for next game, next battle that happens. Next battle that happens – Every DM-controlled character, NPC, monster, enemy gets to dash every round without using their action. Oh, man. So that just makes it, the battles like so chaotic. Brutal. Yeah. Um, Extremely now, fast. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that. So, you know, they're, they're not all that powerful. Sometimes are just like, um, you know, you, you trip and fall and take D6 damage. <laughs> you know, something like that. Sometimes they're that simple. Now that's just fun. Yes, exactly. Um, it's, you know, but they're... There, it's 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 sometimes the games feel almost broken, <laughs> but but it, it it also I think the audience is is loving it and we get to role play that and and we've given a we have a thing called the amulet the secret keepers amulet which is basically our way of interacting with the audience it it kind of puts it in canon oh I like that yeah it, it's been a way it, and we're constantly adjusting it because if. If it goes where it's literally like our episode is just forces of good and forces of evil card, it's never been that, thank God. Um, but if it ever gets near that, I think we're constantly adjusting it and working it out to kind of make sure the show still survives amidst all of the chaos. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's, that speaks to why they spent so much time casting it and making yeah. the, the uh, actors have those improv backgrounds yeah. so that you can roll with anything and, right. and feel with it. And even... The, the gauntlet of the casting process that you're talking about, like yeah. being able to live through that means like, okay, that means that they'll be able to run with the punches of these cards and all the stuff and right. all the, the uh, accoutrements and the 16 cameras that you got going on. And there's a lot. Yeah. And, and just, and, and when I go back and, and I'll watch the shows um, and I, I'm still impressed by what the, the director and what the cameraman and, and the music they're able to pull off because yeah, I'm, we're just playing at the table. And, and so, when it's like, oh, they were able to like make something really cool happen with camera there, or yeah. we had um, Katie uh, in our cast, 
had to miss half an episode because of because of another job she booked. But then she How dare she? I know that is wrong. <laughs> I know. You don't need oh, the, oh, the audience was so mad. It was like, sorry guys. Yeah, they're like evil card. This evil is card, gonna evil happen. Card. Oh, it was probably the most chaotic first hour of the show we've ever had. Oh, <laughs> because they she wasn't there. Lost it. Um, and so, uh, but when she got to set and Jeff worked out a way that she was gone and came back, uh, they they were able to kind of cut together on the fly. Like her reappearing, basically. Nice. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's allowed for some really amazing things, and, yeah. and I, I feel very lucky to be involved. Um, it's such a weird and like more you're talking about it, it more describes like this blend of of live theater yes. with yeah. live TV, yes. with gaming, with improv, with technology, with yeah. the with the chat being involved, like. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I don't think there. I mean, there's nothing that really does all that in, in, in one. And I'm very happy for that because I'm um, I'm a I was wary going into the process because I'm a fan of Critical Role. I'm a fan of C Team. I'm a fan of you know I watch these shows and so I was like, how are we different? Yeah. Um. You know, I when I produce, I produce like independent horror mostly, and and so like I'm constantly wary of like how what does this project add to the marketplace yeah. or to the conversation. What are we doing? Are, are we just another critical role? And the answer I think we very quickly answered was no. And so because it's like those shows are great. And it's like and so how are we great but different? Yeah. Right. And I, I think we've answered that pretty well, uh, which is good because I was, I was happy that we have kind of carved out our place uh, in a different kind of way. Yeah. And you said you were playing for seven years. You mentioned three point five. Yeah, no. What's, so, what's, I, your, what's your background with I, um, and fantasy in general? Like, have you right. always been a fan? I have. Um, I, I my <laughs> my D and D origin story is uh, not dissimilar to some others that I've heard. Where I think I found it's probably the second edition Monsters Manual when I was like Ooh. probably like eight or nine. That sounds about right. And and didn't have a game, wasn't able to play the game, but just found this tome and was like, this is amazing. Got such great artwork. Exactly. <laughs> and I moved around so much when I was a kid. I wasn't an army brat. I, my, my parents divorced when I was very young. And so I, I literally went to like seven different elementary schools. Ouch. And so I became very good at uh, creating my own play. And, um, and so having that, I was immediately inspired. Um, fantasy, yes, absolutely. You know, uh, Lloyd Alexander books, Tolkien, of course. Mm. Um, I've been thinking about those Lloyd Alexander books. I want to take them off the shelf and get them to my kids. Like, whatever, they were so good. I forget the titles. The, uh, I saw a guy at a, at a Comic Con party the other day with um, the one that has the giant cat. On it. Oh, <laughs> it's gosh. a guy fighting a giant cat on the cover of the Lloyd Alexander book. Do you remember? I don't that? remember that edition, so I don't know. But um, I do remember like the I mean, High King's the last one. I know yes, that one. And there were four, Black Five, I think, because Black Cauldron five, was number two. Black Cauldron, yes, yes. And I don't remember the other three. That's right. No, I don't remember them either. Um, but yes, someone had someone had that on a T-shirt. I and, love it. I, <gasps> they were, and I was like, oh, and I've been thinking about them because I'm like, oh yeah, I read those, and I like don't have that same memory right. I have of like The Hobbit or right. or of uh, of even Dragonlance and things like that. Like, yeah, I and, I, and I and Dragons of Autumn Twilight and. Yeah. Um, I never finished that series, but I, I loved it and read it, and and then was also reading Stephen King, Dean Koontz, you know, all this stuff. And so, yeah, That's where horror comes in. Yes, yeah. um, been been a big fan of all of it for a long time, and uh, then so I kind of fell off and didn't play a lot uh, for a while or at all. And then five six years ago, um, I, I had some friends, uh, some actor and writer friends who were playing and had a regular game, and I was like, I want to do that, and immediately. Um, 
yeah, it was immediately apparent of how satisfying and how like acting, writing, improv, it was just gratifying and fulfilling in all those ways I, I was in. And I'm also kind of neurotic and detail oriented. So I immediately <laughs> kind of buried myself in it, uh, just started playing a lot and learning as much details. And I approached it. I approach character creation often as like an actor because like what's the kind of part I would like to play? Mm. Hopefully you're going to be playing this character for a while. So like what's their journey and how is that interesting to me? And also like how are their instincts the same as mine? How are their instincts different as mine? The first guy or the first guy I played was a dwarf fighter sailor uh, based on Quint from Jaws. <laughs> Jaws is my favorite movie, Sharks and so in the water. yeah, was, there it was the same voice again. There he Beta, is. Sona, electric toothbrushes. <laughs> he hated magic, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I, I was, I was in. Um, yeah, and That's uh, fun. yeah, it, it's so you know, basically, yeah, approaching it as, as what is a kind of role I want to play. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, yeah, that's how I look at it. And well, it sounds like we, it's very similar to when we started this podcast. We would talk to a lot of producers and writers and directors yep. from Hollywood, and we'd always be like, well, what, what's going on? It's like, well, it seems like everybody yeah. in that entertainment industry is, or many of them are, are finding this hobby and latching onto it because it's very close to what they do for a living, but right. not mm-hmm. exactly. Like, and they get to do things and be creative in a way that's related but different from from their 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 discipline and that was before streaming that was even before streaming. like (laughs) they were just playing it for fun right now like people can actually like it's a job do something with this yeah yeah Yeah, no that's that's comes back to like pinching myself that this is happening this is kind of crazy (laughs) us too we keep on pinching. i know (laughs) you and i talked about slapping (laughs) each other and telling each other to wake up that we're not dreaming over over twitter yeah Yeah, it's true it's um yeah it's and playing James on the dungeon run or, or other characters, like, it's, it feels like acting. It feels like if I'm really committed to it, sometimes it feels like therapy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, and that tells me I'm probably doing something right. Yeah, because, um, yeah, you know, like, characters... I, I, every now and then we'll come up with a character that's very far away from myself, but that doesn't interest me as much as, like, what's, what's a side of myself that I wouldn't mind poking around in? Yeah. James is my first warlock, and, uh, and I'm in love with them now. Because of that relationship they have with this being, or? yeah, it, it's it's also down to the metaphor of it of and and talking about like horror and thriller and sci-fi oh, okay, too. Yeah. I it's down to that metaphor of I, I've always been huge into the power of metaphor, the power of you know creative. Um, you can you can go at something directly. You can talk. You can you can make a movie about racism, and and you could you know just beat it beat someone over the head with it, or you can make Get Out. And you could like really reach people and surprise them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, warlocks, I think the the metaphors with them are, are so fascinating, and I tend to like to play characters that aren't what they seem on the surface. And so this guy who is yeah he's a nerdy librarian he feels like a wizard, but he's not. And in fact, if he was a wizard, he'd probably be a pretty boring wizard. <laughs> He's just be another old white, or he's not that old, but he's, he's like middle, like thirty year old, like white guy wizard, like bookish. Mm, all right, well, I'm going to cast this, you know. <laughs> and and uh, no, the fact is that he wasn't allowed to become a wizard, and so he felt kind of isolated and marginalized and bullied, and uh, he turned to a faster way to get some power, mm. you know. And that's is this the guy who was raised by the monks? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you like a couch to lie on so you can talk all about why? I know, yeah. It, it's it was it it it's it's a very uh, fun 
sometimes uh, heartbreaking character to play, um, but I'm loving it. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of just playing around with, with that metaphor of someone who turns to dark things, even if they have the best intentions. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, James is evil. It's like, no, he's not. He's just, he's a good guy with good intentions who's just uh, through some bad made some bad decisions to right. play around with power and then that you can he probably with, shouldn't then you can play with the idea of like do the ends justify the means right. like what what the dungeon run party is doing exactly. is inherently good even though he's yeah. using some evil things to do it you know what does that mean right yeah, that's, exactly that's fascinating and then it's and then you can deal with stuff like addiction metaphors you yes. can deal with that where it's just sort of like but if this is good this is working for us I are you kidding me so good and like you're gonna ask me to not do this you know like yeah that's uh, crazy yeah, yeah exactly. uh, and so yeah, I love that kind of um, back and forth. The idea of the patron relationship uh, is really kind of fascinating. Why would someone sign up for this? You know, uh, what why kind, indeed? Why indeed? Um, yeah, it, it's uh, I'm and also just for the technical side of them, the the two spell slot thing is is crazy. But also, there's parts of them that feel kind of uh, op and broken. You know, right. like. The number well that was, James uh, has warlock shame as I've said and uh, and so I didn't take Elder's Blast until fourth level and Ooh. I w- and I caught it from like some gamers like what kind of warlock doesn't have Elder's Blast and I'm like kind of doesn't want you to know he's a warlock yeah that's right <laughs> it's like so I was just using Toll the Dead all over the place <laughs> purpley necrotic yeah. energy doesn't necessarily mean like yeah. good guy and sure enough <laughs> the minute I started using Elder's Blast the other characters in my party were like what was that. Oh, they didn't know. Uh, not not in out character. of out of out of game. They did, but in, the in character in they did not. No. They didn't know he was a warlock. Nope. How did they? Re- well, spoiler. Um, so <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, we no. Uh, we worked it out. Jeff and I worked it out in in the world of this in Ein, the the world we play in. Uh, that warlocks are sort of rare. Um, they're not necessarily always considered evil, but they. It's sort of aware. People are aware of the fact that they operate in a gray area. And so, therefore, they maybe make people a little nervous, you know? Yeah. Again, metaphors that, that, you know, can apply to a lot of things. And so... It's like Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, you know you're going to do some Jack evil Bauer. things. That's right. But, but it's all for the... The greater good. It's all for the Generally? But it also good. means I'm just going to sit in the car and cry at the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. Addicted to heroin. Yes. Oh, oh boy, that's right. I forgot about that yeah, part. Right. It's possible somebody could have become a warlock against... Their, their will. Like their will. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely true as well. Yeah. I'm raised a warlock. It's <laughs> <laughs> where my dad, you know, like, uh, they, they, my they patron. Well, my mom was warlock, but my dad, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like being bit by a, a vampire. Right. Yeah. You just, like, I didn't want to become a vampire. That's an interesting idea to play But with, you are, sure. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I mean, I kind of, <laughs> I don't care about sunshine. And You're dealing I miss with garlic, it. But. <laughs> But yeah. I can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah right. pizza will never be the same. No. No. Spaghetti sauce. So you were in uh, San Diego last week. I was. Yeah. yeah. How was that? Speaking of sun. Uh, a lot. Uh, the, yeah, the weather was stunning. Um, but it was it was a lot. Uh, it was my first Comic-Con, insanely enough. Um, ever? Ever. Wow. Yeah, I've been in L.A. for a long time now, but I get that sort of thing where it's like um, – it's not just FOMO. Where it's it's kind of professional FOMO. L.A. would be like, stay here. If you leave, you will miss something. There's oh. a 
Like, because that happens. Auditions pop up all the time, and the audition that will change your life, you don't know about until 24 hours beforehand. Oh, oh sure, but... All the time. You could say that about anything. It's absolutely true, but it took <laughs> took a long time for me to kind of go like, hey, you can make space for yourself. You can go to a convention that's basically where most of LA is anyway. Correct. It's true. It's And there was that, and there was also, you know, the artist lifestyle of, like, I didn't have a lot of money, and... um but that. yeah, and so and and you're like, oh, everybody's down there lives up here anyway. I'll see them in a little bit anyway. Yeah, um, I'll and, see watch all the panels uh, right. videos later. I'm also like, I don't not a huge lover of massive lines. Uh, so yeah. all yeah. those things together like stopped me from going for a long time. Uh-huh. Um, so I went, and I will say, I'm po- I, I possibly made the mistake of not walking the floor the first time until Saturday at noon. Oh, that was a bad idea. Bad oh. decision. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Ooh, yeah. It, it was beautiful. It was absolutely insane. I, you are, Did you actually get to anything that you wanted to see? You would sort of have to like peel yeah, off, like you that. know, and and hope hope that. But then I walked it again around like five or six that evening, and it was great. I was like, okay, this is much more. You actually speed. see the artists and the yeah, and, 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 and like hang that. out at something, like stand here and admire something for a few minutes, you know. But so it's chaos, um, and I still have never been to something like to, to Gen Con, and I I'm so bummed I'm going to miss it next weekend. Mm. But uh, I I can't wait to go to something like that. I've been to horror conventions. I've been to like I've been to WonderCon. So I've been to smaller versions of Comic Con and different versions of cons and stuff like that. But this is my first going to the Granddaddy. Did you see anything D and D related while you were there? I did. So I went to a great uh, storytelling in RPGs uh, for mental health uh, that uh, some geek and sundry folks. Just Satine Phoenix was on there. Nice. Um, Sam Delev was on there. David Neff. Um, gosh, I'm blanking. Um, uh, yeah, so had some had some amazing people. Uh, that was awesome. And then I went to Joe, Mangano- Joe Manganello's Death Saves Party, which oh, was fantastic. Nice. I got to talk to Joe about warlocks for five minutes. He likes a warlock. That was surreal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're talking about the, the, the mixture of horror and, right. and, and gaming and D&D, like yeah. they're, they're, that's right it's where like, yeah, Death I got a ninth level Hexblade right now. And I'm like, cool, man. <laughs> like, this, is, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He and will, it, he will dork out about your, your, his character and, and yours. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely true. And, uh, and uh, Kyle Newman and I know each other a little bit from a few years ago. So we got to chat for a bit too. He's a good guy. Yeah. And Stefan Picorni and I crossed paths in a <laughs> And they were like, you know, but yeah, that was it. Nice. Yeah, so it, it was crazy, um, but but wonderful. I yeah. love that there was, you know, all this this whole contingent of the, the right. LA D&D people were like, all right, let's just go and set up a shop here right. at, uh, uh, at Bait. This and, shoe and, store, yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> and I missed the sandal of Gygax. I was saying that they, it was apparently there, and I missed it. What? The sandal of Gygax? Oh, have you not heard about this? I have not. No, oh, tell oh, us okay. all about it. it's D- LA D&D Art Show or something on Instagram. They have... An actual, which came from Luke, I guess. Uh, there is ga- a sandal that belonged to Gary Gygax in a box. Not and a it's pair. On a, not it's a pair on of a mannequin. No, it's just box. one. It's just one, and it's on a. It's on a mannequin foot. It's very weird. No way. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a monkey's paw or something. Right. If you give <laughs> it's it to like someone, a it's figurine <laughs> of wonders. I will show you guys. It's on. Yeah, you can find it on Instagram. Does it smell bad? It's I mean, it, thankfully, it's behind glass, okay. so we don't know. <laughs> maybe that's Does it a, maybe like that's travel? Power. Like somebody travels with this the shoe <laughs> and takes Apparently, it places? Yes. <laughs> I bet Pelham knows about it. What are its stats? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not. <laughs> How does it animate? Is it a mimic? If you touch it, will you? It, it be grants. Destroyed? It grants wishes in terrible ways. Oh yes, like a real monkey's paw. Yeah, it's like, like a, a real monkey's paw. All right, I, don't know. I think you should just incorporate <laughs> this into all of your D and D campaigns going on. Known about this? It's a wondrous item. I mean, he did live in L.A. for a while. Is it from that? I era? don't know. I, I seriously, I'm not. I that's about what what I've told you is why my, is there the only one? I know. Why is there one? There's a good adventure hook. 
Find, find the other, the other maybe one. Maybe there was another one, and maybe the other one's out there, and maybe when you combine them, something massive happens. Oh, my God. We're going to start like a manhunt or a sandal hunt. Sandal yes. hunt. <laughs> T- Tiva hunt. <laughs> Wait, were they Tiva? I think it is a Tiva. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I was thinking, like, you know, something very. Uh, no. Uh, um, no, like it's, it's Roman. Yeah, no, it's not, was, it's not Christ like at all. It's, I it's, went, like, I was totally it's like there. 90s, like Tiva it's stuff. A tiva? <laughs> <laughs> that makes it even worse somehow <laughs> than it was a Tiva. No, I don't, it, it, it looks like a Tiva. It might not be a Tiva. It's, it's, it's not a Birkenstock. I don't think it is. Oh. No, I, I see him as more of a Tiva guy. I do cool. too, yeah. actually. Yeah. I'm shuffling too. around. <laughs> Careful yeah. where you say that. Some people will find that insulting. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, as long as you wore socks with it. Right. Oh, yeah. Perfect. The, the Pacific Northwest way. That is, <laughs> that's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Wow. Well, we've been creating magic items as well as yeah, uh, I know. Uh, coming up with uh, travel plans for you. In the <laughs> Thank future. you. Appreciate it. Nice. Uh, I'm excited about where Dungeon Run is going to go. I'm excited. I, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it's, I, I, I feel that the response to the show has been great. I, it's been out there that it was originally only supposed to be 10 episodes, and uh, and it's gone very well. And oh, so we're, we're on episode 14. We're on episode 14. That's and we're, what, and with, with no current plans to stop. So just keep going. Yeah, for now, yeah. So what is your relationship now with your party that you had no idea who these people were before you started playing? Like four, uh, honest, 14 weeks in. No, I, I, honestly, like, yeah, we are, we're, like, fastest friends. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've have a very... Very warm, heartfelt uh, chain. It's it's uh, so Katie is the only person who had almost played no D and D going into it. She was, oh, yeah, she's was she's a pretty new player. That. Yeah, um, Ron and Jared are both like pretty experienced DMs. I've DM'd a little bit, but I'm a, I'm a pretty experienced player. And as I said, I'm neurotic and detail oriented, so <laughs> just like give me all of it. You're the librarian. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm the copious note taker of the group. Um, and Jessica is, I think, only been playing for two to three years, but she's been playing like pretty regularly, so she knows her stuff. Um, but so it's amazing to just have, I, I have someone I can geek out about about spells. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, hey, we just went up to level five. These are the third level spells I'm thinking like. And so we have we have a spell spell planning committee text chain yes. of the three spellcasters in the group. Good. No, it's great. Yeah, very yeah, smart. Because we have a warlock, a wizard, and a bard in our group. And so we don't have a cleric, which everyone <gasps> looks at us sideways like, Ooh, wow. what do you bard mean do you don't have a cleric? Yeah, we have a bard, but when it comes to revivify, we don't have it. That's true. Scary. So. Jeff needs to throw some good stuff at you. I hope. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's it's scary. And but. they, well, I mean, obviously they're keeping a lot from you. So as far as story and progression stuff goes, yeah. but like, is the idea to do uh, like seasons or just do it like continuous? I think forever? the idea is just to do continuous. I mean, I, obviously, I'm sure we'll take weeks off from time to time. Um, but yeah, I, there's there the the story we're telling currently is big enough that it feels like it can go on for a while and nice. we're going off on like small tangents to to bingle as i mentioned was kind right. of a tangent we went to the city where i'm from for a little bit you know i like that so it ends up being like little uh, uh character arcs that yeah, you can but, like, yeah. Learn but then we have characters. the we have the massive over arc you know yeah. yeah which is kind of like can't leave that for too long need to get back to saving <laughs> the ticking bomb, time bomb is ready to explode well it was funny circumstantially and and uh and character wise because at level four we something happened where they were like you people might be the most important people in the world right now and i and i was able to play the character thing of what are you talking about that level insane. 4 for Pete's sake i was like N- <laughs> i literally like within world time i was like a month ago i was a librarian <laughs> like <laughs> what are you talking about this this and so i'm still able to like like go like we've and and character wise we've only known each other 3 weeks now i think maybe even a little less and so i was like this is crazy it's true <laughs> d&d it's yeah, true it d and and i and i like 
I like being the the cold water of perspective, throwing it on people. It's like, it's like, all right, here we go. And it's like, wait a minute, what are we doing? <laughs> Who are you people? We're, we're not the heroes you think we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and I'm yeah, I, I I kind of that's that's Morgan. That's you know, and I, I enjoy kind of like bringing that into myself of just kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> like, hold on, hang on. What do you mean I'm one of the most important people in the world? You can't just say that and expect me to go. Yep, that's me. Here I right. go. And it's like no. <laughs> And then fast forward like 20 episodes, you're like, we're the most important people in <laughs> I don't the world. Know I am a god. <laughs> I am level eight. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can cast fireball whenever I want. That's right. Though, yeah. And I enjoy because we did start at level two. It's nice because we kind of like get to tell our origin stories. So the yeah. first time I got to cast Detect Thoughts, it felt like, whoa, here we go. Like this changes everything. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, blow your own mind a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and that's a lot of fun to play on the acting side of it and not just the gaming side. And it's so much fun because you're getting new stuff. But then also like what would happen the first time my guy could cast Suggestion? And it was like, whew. It's a lot of power. Things can change very Ooh, quickly. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it's it's a lot of power. <laughs> and um, and doing the charm stuff is always difficult because you're like, how do you how do you make that feel not evil? Right. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and I could have. I've totally considered using it on my party members, and I'm like, no, I'm not yeah, going to do that. That's weird. That, no going back from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to play with for sure, especially yeah. from your character. It's yeah. like well, I've got these, you know, evil right. tendencies going on. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, it's that it's there's the pull to the dark side a little bit, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. But it's it's kind of it is more what you said earlier, which is like if we're doing good things with it, like how bad is it? Really? How, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do they justify yeah. the means? Good I don't know. Exactly. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how you end up you being the villain in uh, season two. I uh, hope not, but. Yeah, we'll say. <laughs> Keep it together. <laughs> Keep it together. What's yep. the, Jeff is the name of your character? Uh, J- James. James. James Quillis. James Quillis. It's a great yeah, name I, it was for funny. A barbarian. Uh, thank you. <laughs> for a barbarian. Oh, for a librarian. A librarian. Yes. I thought, said, I thought you said barbarian. I was like, interesting. Like, yeah. like uh, Conan the Barbarian? Yeah. The, the librarian? The, the, I almost. Jeff Jones. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I almost gave him a more fantasy esque name. I think I almost called him like Ival Ival Quillis or something like that. But I was like, no, I want him to feel he's the only human in the group. I want him to feel like a guy you could know. Yeah. I want him to feel, you know. And so James, going with a name like James, which is a name we're a bit more familiar with in our everyday lives. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> it, it. He's a slow burn of a character. Like uh, Ron's character, Uggo the Orc, and Katie's Bard are the very easy-to-love characters of our group. And people immediately glommed onto them. We're like, they're, Lily and Ugo are amazing. And I'm like, yeah, people are going to be suspicious of James for a little bit. <laughs> and hopefully they've learned a bit more about him now and just kind of like, but what is, what is going on with that guy? But they're totally less suspicious because he doesn't have a name like Jamera Kuala Mahe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, they're, they're, I, the drow. He's very <laughs> relatable. Mm, yeah. James the destroyer of worlds. They're like, oh, so, hi. hi. Nice to meet you, James. Hello. <laughs> yes. That's, Just a librarian. It's a family. Don't, don't mind about the rest of my name. It's a family name. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My father destroyed the world. Not nah, me. You know, what <laughs> am I going to I've espoused him. Terrible legacy. Terrible <laughs> strange. A strange father. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I do like that as a, as, a, as a trope because you can get too caught up in the apostrophes and the X's yes. and the Wise and the fantasy names. I'm like, I just want to be able to pronounce something, right? You know, but James is a good one because it feels elevated. It feels, yeah, uh, 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 a little bit beyond. Uh, even though I know tons of people named James, but yes. like, you know, it does feel like, oh yeah, I, yeah. I could, you can, that yeah. in you can give world. it that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a, a, a conscious thought on my part to not make him too unapproachable. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Thank yep. you. I hope it's people good. will approach it and watch more. Thanks of the show. Yeah, uh, which is on what time? What, uh, what Six watching? o'clock on Wednesdays on Caffeine. 
caffeine.tv slash the dungeon run and then we'll put them up on, we put them up on YouTube every Friday morning so this week's episode just went up a couple hours ago oh sweet yes um, episode 14 just went up episode 14 it was a big one <laughs> lots of stuff happened yeah, it's a big one uh, and I how, how long do you guys is it two hour episodes uh, three to four three to four three to four, four. With, with, with an intermission Dang, in the middle son. oh and this is another part I forgot to tell you we have an animatronic mind flayer as our host oh yeah, yeah. I've seen him that was the other thing like didn't know anything about until we got there yeah Lord Araban yeah. Uh, yeah we have an animate like talk about making it cinematic and higher production values yeah our, our host our show is introduced and our intermission is moderated by an animatronic mind flayer puppet which oh. happens all the time, right? I You're down one. with that. I, he's I incredible. You should come down. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Uh, like it, a mind flayer, mind flayer, or like a Stranger Things mind flayer? No, he's a mind flayer. Okay. Yeah, he's an illithid. An illithid. An illithid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's an illicit, illicit, <laughs> illicit, illicit, like illicit business. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, people should check it out. Uh, where can people find out about you uh, and what you're doing? I, I'm on Twitter at Morgan Pete Brown. My name is one character too long for Twitter character length. Uh, oh. So hence Morgan Pete Brown. I'm on Instagram Morgan Peter Brown. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm. You can find me on IMDb. I've done a bunch of TV and other stuff. Um, yeah, I. I, uh, Fear Initiative, the, the horror D&D podcast I talked about, it's only an audio podcast, is back. And uh, we're doing some really cool, creepy stuff on that as well. That nice. goes up on Tuesdays. Do you roll for Fear Initiative? I do. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm playing a human paladin on that one. Sweet. Yes. You got a lot of D&D going on. I do right now. Uh, I'm very lucky. Uh, yeah, apparently apparently I do. Well, we're lucky that you uh, came up and, and yeah. it was It was my pleasure. No, yeah. Uh, you guys asked and I was like, um, yes. <laughs> Make it happen. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, yeah, no, this was lovely. And, Sweet. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a joy. And um, th- this this game has already brought a lot to my life. And so, you know, thank you. And thank you for Many having me. Many more. No problem. We'll have you on uh, uh, six months from now. We'll hear all that about what's be been amazing. happening yes. in episode 45. And we'll oh. have like a new um, series with The Bachelor to talk about. I know. No. Yes. Yeah. No. No, no. Yeah. Can we just stay? Uh, yeah, guys, guys, does anyone care if, if Sharon right. and I just I'm going to leave. Greg, <laughs> no, no, no. no, you will, will sit there and you will watch. <laughs> Uh, that was a really fun interview with Morgan Peter Brown. I enjoy uh, all the stories, and I want to cast something like that yeah. he cast, right? I just want to be a fly on the wall in that casting process. <laughs> Stop! I'm really trying. I'm trying. Shelly is very, very emotionally uh, uh, charged by that interview. Yes. Oh, is that for me, Pelham? Do I I need one? I think it... <laughs> We're, we're not throwing banana peels. We're throwing tissue boxes. And now for a right. serious episode of Dragon Talk. That was a really good interview. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> 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 Sounds like sweaty, sweaty balls. balls. <laughs> I can't wait to have some. I can't wait to watch Dragon Run. It's going to be Dungeon Run on oh. caffeine, which is extremely exciting. And exhilarating. And exhilarating for all. Um, but it did seem, at least in the first uh, part of that interview, that it was this melding of worlds for you, where it was this this casting of yes. a reality TV show was, uh, and D and D gaming together. So we we I would love to talk to that casting director. Are you inspired? Yeah, I think so. Let's cast something. You have inspiration. I do. You can roll with advantage now. I think we should cast a show. Yeah, and like. It might never air. Let's just go through the cast. Let's just actually make the show and then be like, all right, by the way, just, just yeah. kidding. Yep. Oh, we lost our funding. <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> right? The funding we had was just for the casting. What would you look for? Like, how would you cast a show? Well, I think they were really smart that they put it together about chemistry. Like, it was all right. about like how they worked well together. But even before they got to that point, what like, I just want to like, get in their heads. Like, what do you? They must see things like really quickly. That's it. All right. Well, let's get that that casting okay. director. I'm sure they'd be really excited to talk to us about uh, that process, but also just casting in general. Right. Hopefully, they're D and D people as well, so that we can talk a little I mean, bit about that. This but. is fascinating that there's casting directors that are casting D and D parties. Right. I just wonder if I would ever get cast in a D and D party. I don't know. Would you? I, I I would cast you. You would. I mean, we have in a couple of. Well, because you, know. you work with me. Oh, yeah, that's true. But we're never working together again, so it doesn't Oh, that's right. Matter. Yeah, right. Cool. Never, ever. Never, ever. Good thing this isn't work. This is just us, you know, drinking coffee. Coffee talking. Coffee talking. <laughs> uh, so we went through all the fun stuff that's happening in Dungeons & Dragons world uh, in the intro. Is there anything that you want to talk more about? I can't talk about the things I'm I know. Working you're working on. in so many cool things, though. I'm very excited. There's really... I did, I did do that play test, and it was... Well, it was fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a new take on a thing that you know and love, and it's going to be fun. Yep. Right. Promise. You promise? Huh? All right. Well, we're going to hold you to that promise. Where can people uh, hold you accountable online? I would love to be held accountable. Maybe never. (laughs) But you can just hang out and say nice things on Twitter. Yeah. At Shelly Moo. That's you. At Shelly Moo. Yeah. I'm at Greg Tito. Yeah. We can high-five each other. Digitally over the social needs. Yep. We'll make it happen. Yep. Uh, if you want to find out anything about uh, what's happening with D&D, DungeonsAndDragons.com is a good place to start. That's where all of our podcast pages are uh, and many of the products, in fact, all of them that we talk about. Yeah. You can find out information so. about them there as well yes. as announcements and things like that. Always follow our Twitter feed at Wizards underscore DND as well as the Facebook page for Dungeons and Dragons. We've also been posting a lot on Instagram, uh, the recent trip to San Diego Comic Con. In fact, you'll see a lot of pictures there, some videos, uh, what it was like to be at the bait store, uh, hanging out with folks uh, in the Rick and Morty continuity, as well as uh, Joe Mangano and Death Saves, as well as uh, some fun Stranger Things activations, as they say in the biz, uh, were happening there, and it was a lot of fun. So go look at all of the pictures of that on the D&D Instagram page. Yes. Um, And follow us. And, of course, Dragon Plus is always a fun place to uh, find out what's happening with exclusive interviews with people who are making D&D products as well as um, uh, members of the community. Tons of creative stuff on there, too. One-stop shopping. Including maps. There's maps on there. Did you know that? You can download those maps, use them in your game. On Dragon Plus? On Dragon Plus. Wow. Yeah. Dungeon Masters, rejoice for all the free stuff that's, that's on amazing. Dragon Plus. It's, it's cool. I just love the covers, too. The covers are, are, are great. I want to put them up on They're my wall. They're always so creative. They're like Rolling Stone covers. Yeah. Yeah. Or those absolute vodka ads we all like to hang on our walls when we were in junior high. Exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why people aren't printing out more of those and putting them up on their wall. I don't know. I'm doing it right now. I'm printing it in my brain. Your house is going to look so cool. <laughs> the coolest. <laughs> uh, we need to get out of here, so let's uh, see if we can open up this door. Uh, oh, this, this. I, I can do that. You do it? I have a bobby pin. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's open. Uh, oh, no, but there's a trap. Ah! I'm dead. Ah!